that portal to ascension. But we all have, the key is, is what is it that you came here to do that it really would knock your socks off. You would do it whether you're paid or not. You're really doing it because it makes your heart sing. So when we find what makes our heart sing, and then we find a way to express it in the world, we release and free our energy. We free everyone around us to be themselves also and to heal. We activate them because we activated, we got activated too. I think Ascension is catching. I'm telling you, this is a great planet, a great life if you say yes. And if you start to choose to listen to that intuitive voice that's telling you you could be more. You can, you know, you can be yourself. You got to accentuate the positive. Wow! I feel good. A little bit of feel good goes a long way. You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just fad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? Hello and welcome to another show, Accentuating the Positive with Karen Swain. Always a blessing to be with you all again. So look who's in the house, some more angels. I've had angels, angels, angels everywhere for the last three weeks or four weeks or whatever it is. Joan of Angels, welcome to the show, darling one. I'm just so excited to go one-on-one with you. I love your energy, Karen. I love your your presence and actually like your screen background too. I'll take that too. You like that one? I chose that just for you today, Joan. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yes. I thought it represented, you know, sort of other dimensions, angelic beings. It's got lightning in the you with your feisty lightning, fiery energy. I'm like, yeah, that's Joan. I know Joan and I have seen each other on a few things with Sheila Seppi and couple of things around the place and I said to you before you know like you remind me so much of a friend of mine you have a similar energy to her so I feel like I've known you forever probably have really and just met you in this lifetime but known you forever I think so too I think we've known each other forever Karen like there's that soul connection like when you see someone that maybe came from your same home planet you know like the same kind of energetics and the same kind of mission yeah. And so I feel that way. I feel that way about you. You know, we're all supporting the, the growth and ascension, not only the ascension, but connecting with our star family. Well, absolutely. You know, I've just away in the desert for uh, about a week and I met some amazing women from all over Australia. We, we came together to make a make a hand drum and do some activations and, you know, meditate and have, have a lovely time. And yeah, one or two of them was the same. Like one was, I kept saying, you're so familiar to me. You're so familiar to me. And she said, you are to me too, but I watch you on the show all the time. So I figured that was why, but there was this instant familiarity. It's really, it's amazing when that happens. It's like you've known someone forever. Yeah. Anyway. No, it feels wonderful. So I'm, so with that being said, I'm so happy to be here, Karen. Happy to have you to share this energy with you. We've got lots to yak about. And please remember, if you're liking the shows, to hit that subscribe button. I know I say that all the time. You hear it from all the podcasts. It's very boring. But it does help us when you leave a comment, when you subscribe, when you share the shows, it helps spread the message. I don't monetize these shows, so I'm not saying that to make money off you because I put all this out completely free and I turn off the ads on YouTube. I've got a few on the side now because actually I found out when you turn off the ads, they stop sharing your shows. So. Um, Oh, 
the more really? crappy, yeah the more crappy ads you have that interrupt you know the conversations like if you put half a dozen ads which is so annoying to the listener but youtube will share your shows much more when you put your ads on so it's up to the audience to share the shows because i i would prefer to have no ads and have YouTube share them less than to have more. Let me tell people a little bit about your darling one and and, um, <laughs> and then we'll get into it. So Joan of Angels, in 2013, Joan was guided to paint 33 angels in 30 days, thus launching her work as an artist and a channel of divine angelic frequencies and beings to assist humanity with the ascension. Joan has also is also known as Dr. Joan Hagatha. Hagatha. Hang garter. It's a garter with art. No, you hang art. There's hang, all these different ways you can oh, say. Hang arta, right. Is that a German name? What where's that from? My that's this was my ex-husband's name and it was right. a German name. And uh-huh. it's the name I used in my chiropractic office. Right. So on, in the real world, I'm known as Dr. Joan Hangarter. Oh, right. So you're an intuitive guide, oracle, transformational teacher, host of Miracle Mondays. Still doing that, Miracle Mondays? I just started it, restarted it again because I missed it so much. Nice. And you do that on your YouTube channel? I do it on my YouTube channel and you could guess what day I do it on. (laughs) (laughs) Because for you, it's Tuesday. It's my Tuesday. (laughs) It's Miracle Tuesday, but it's my Miracle Monday. Your Miracle Monday. And step into the miraculous best-selling author, visionary artist and doctor of chiropractic, which we've just found out. She also channels messages uh, and wisdom and art. And Joan is instrumental lately, well, over the last few years, in showcasing other New World teachers on her podcast show, which you'll find at YouTube slash Joan of Angels, right? That's your podcast show? That's my show, YouTube, Joan of Angels. Everything is Joan of Angels, Karen. It makes it easy in case I forget or you forget. Yeah, exactly. Easy peasy. I've got a million different names. Anyway, that was probably not a great thing. And on in online conferences, and there's many coming up, we'll talk about one of them that I'm involved in, and live conferences with Neil Gore of Portal to Ascension. We're in Mount Shasta, and then we'll be heading down to Mexico. He's going to be in Sedona. And so we're meeting up at different parts of the world to kind of bring a light energy to it. And also, we're expanding Portal to Ascension. So we're creating different, not only online events, but in-person events around the world. So we're going to create an event. We have Glastonbury coming up. We have Egypt coming up. We have our online other conferences coming up. But for me, it's a real interesting thing for me to start gathering speakers and working behind the scenes because I do like working behind the scenes. I like knowing everyone in a sense. And, and I do like that. Along, and, and it sort of helps me with my own work too. So it's been a new project of mine. Oh, I know how you feel. I like knowing everyone too. <laughs> I share that with you. It's like, who are you? And what are you doing? Who are you? And who are you? I love it. I love it. People are fascinating, aren't they? And you know, the work of Portal to Ascension is my own work. It's this ascension. It, it's really investigating those subjects that really rock your soul. And it's important work. And I feel like he and I came together to do this particular part of it. Mm-hmm. And and then I add that to my other work as in an intuitive guide, a soul awakener, and just as a very exciting perspective. Because mm-hmm. we're in exciting times, Karen. We are in the times where we will ascend this time. We have that potential 
to really make this transformation. And it's come around other life, other times, but this is these years, you know, after 2020, now we're into the potential where we can actually change and shift into what we see. Yeah. And I'm very excited about that. The potential for what's going on here on the planet is amazing. It's been a long time coming. It's been a long time coming, not just in this, in our lifetime. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, sometimes I get a bit frustrated at how slow things are moving. And then I get excited when I see how fast things are moving. So there's a real dichotomy there, right? You see, you think that things are moving slowly and then you sort of look out and you think, actually, no, things are really speeding up. Yeah. Because when you, it's, you know, when you detach and you take your emotions out of it, I always take my clients up to the mountains so we can sit and have coffee or tea, you know, and, and look from a better, greater perspective. Mm-hmm. And if we could look at the planet and see the timelines laid out and see the changes, you know, we're still dealing with when we were burned at the stake, right. you know, and when they, 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 you know, burned at the stake is enough, drowned us, you know, where they continually shut up and shut off our voice and as women and as healers around the planet we are all the healers we're learning to take like that cork out of our throat that the male patriarchy put in here so that healers around the world and people like us into ascension would not be heard so my work is about pulling out that cork so we can be heard and my guides have said look you are not going to be burned at the stake this life you know, you're not going to be burned as a heretic because because you're a healer. So what I've noticed is that there's a more the energy is really shifting as more of us are coming to realize that it's safe to come out. You know what I just got as we were talking about that uh, many of us were persecuted for speaking our truth and many of us were the persecutors. Yes. Oh, there's that side too, Karen. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's why we come back over and over again. Yeah, we came back to like beyond, yeah, to 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 live a different story and yeah, clean up the mess. That just dropped in just then. Okay, well, let's get back to you. When did you transition from chiropractic to like the galactic channeling angelic thing? Was it happening when you were a chiropractor? So when I started as a chiropractor, I went to this visioning workshop what am I supposed to do with my life, right? And I was placed in a vision where there's a gorgeous goddess behind me and I'm dressed in white, I'm gorgeous too. And we're in the Colosseum and millions of people are walking in front of us in wheelchairs, crutches or crawling, okay? And as they would go, she, she would dot, you know, this goddess wave and wand and people got up and were healed. So from that moment on, I felt that I was called to heal and inspire, uplift, millions of people on the planet. And so I launched my chiropractic career with a with wanting to really become a speaker, wanting to reach more people and I would take I would adjust patients one on one and yet I would feel that I should have one in 50, one in 100. Like how am I going to reach more people? How am I going to wake people up? So that vision is still the one that I work with now. Okay? But I will fast forward to 2013. I had written some books on miracles and I had gone through ups and downs in life. I had lost everything for the second time. It wasn't going as great as we would have hoped. And I was praying, angels, help me. How can I live this vision that I have? And they said, paint 33 angels in 30 days. It was Halloween 2013. And I went, 
I don't, I don't do faces. And then they said it again, paint 33 angels in 30 days. And I went, that's so much work. It's such a mess. All I could imagine was 30 canvases, the oil paints, the smells. Oh my God. So I said it again. And then I knew that if they said it one more time, I'd have to say yes. Because I really knew at that time that if my guides tell me to do something and I keep saying no, it won't come back again. And, um, and so I realized I had to say yes. If I want, really wanted my life to transform and actually live the vision that I had seen when I was 30, I'd have to say yes, and get out of my comfort zone. And so I began painting that night. And, and the key was, well, what do I do with all this art, you know? And I'm constantly going, well, what do I do with all this? What do I do? And so I hung them all up in, in the loft of this, it was a penthouse, so it became the angel loft. And a book fell off the bookshelf, Karen, it said, your call for angelic assistance has been heard. And in a sense, that's all I, I needed. So three things emerged out of that. Your call, ha your call has been heard to be one of the chosen ones. So meaning if I want to become a leader and step up, I'm actually going to have to choose to do this and say yes again. And then when I said, well, what do I do with all the art? They said, paint us and we will come. So it was like, well, who will come? You know, so I had to learn to live in trust. So I began painting and channeling angels. I started doing workshops on how to feel your the angels and how to feel your wings. And you know, I was just so enamored with these angels. And uh, then I was guided by Archangel Gabriel told me I needed to move to the desert so I could hear. So I packed up and I moved to the desert where I was living for seven years until I moved last month. But day two was quite a day. Here I am in the desert, a little town called Desert Hot Springs, which I heard was now New Desert Heart Springs because I moved there, right? And I wake up that morning, I go out for breakfast. There's a newspaper, USA Today, and it says Desert Hot Springs is the top 10 worst cities in the country. So I'm sitting there at breakfast looking at this. And then my friend comes in and she brings new people for me to meet. And this woman looks at me like this. She goes, what did you say your name was? And the entire restaurant stood still, time stopped. And she said, oh, I know who you are. Now it's like bellowing in my ear. You're Joan. And then she, time stops. And it's like, you're Joan of, and then I thought she was going to say Joan of Arc. She said, Joan of Angels. And I heard the hallelujah chorus. I just went, oh my God, time stopped. The energy, because it wasn't me naming me, you know, my ego going, well, you know, I'm a Joan of Arc fan. I've loved Joan of Arc since the day I was born. Honestly, I read everything I could get my hands on. She's the only bio I read as a girl. Like if I could be Joan of Arc, that was my, you know, my go-to. So, that's how I began painting, and that's how I became named Joan of Angels. And when I lived in the desert, most of the time I was alone. You know, I lived alone. It was long distances away, you know. And I dived into painting, and I painted hundreds of pieces of art and connecting. And most of it channeled. You know, I could close my eyes and paint. The messages would come through. 
and canvases of portals, angelic frequencies, dimensional beings, and temples, pathways to heaven. So whatever, you know, I'd be, be told, well, how do we get to heaven? And then a painting would show up, you know, that would paint itself for me. So that's how I began as Joan of Angels. What a beautiful story. Joan of Angels. Yeah, love it. Yeah, the last couple I had on the show, uh, Jane, she said that she had um, seen herself as, you know, a reincarnation of Joan of Arc. And then we spoke about how a lot of people have seen that and how, you know, yes. one soul can split, you know, like a thousand people could have been one person in history because the soul is multidimensional and, you know, there's different aspects of us. So I would say that definitely an aspect of you was Joan of Arc. If you're obsessed with her, definitely. We've got the Joan of Arc I was energy yeah. happening. I mean, if you think about it, that's a that's a hard life to take on because she didn't have, she had an untimely death. Let's mm, face it. Right. And when I thought about that, that's when I was reassured that I was not going to have an untimely death. But I do believe in aspects of that. There are many people who even have her frequency, her energy, and look how many you know genetic generation ancestry you know from that time to this time. But I do understand this. Joan of Arc was not. A poor peasant girl in France. She was a direct descendant of Mary Magdalene and Jesus. And she came through that lineage of theirs, which really does explain the high frequency energy that she carried, that she was even able to get to the court, to connect to the king, to do that kind of work. She really came from nobility and, and they actually had, they couldn't resist her in that sense. So she wasn't that poor peasant girl. And she came in with a destiny too, just like each of us does. Yeah, and it sounds like, you know, she basically relived the archetypal story of the martyr, really, like standing up for what she believes in and being persecuted for it, like Jesus did, you know, like bringing a new teaching to the world and the old paradigm trying to squash that new teaching, which is like Groundhog Day, you know, like this is exactly what we're going through. Right. Right well, now. that's true. You're right. right? right? I, I saw it as a personal perspective, though. So for me, it was like, wow, to be someone who could feel so strongly what she was here to do, that she was here to save France, and she was here to awaken the king to what he was to do. And I, I just, I was enamored by that, by that ability to know who you are and to take a stand and to, to know so strongly that you convinced other people and, and they want to do it with you. I, I just, just, I, but anyway, to be called Joan of Angels to me, but in 2020, my guides, I was going around telling everyone, well, I'm the only Joan of Angels on the planet. Now, that's a little egoic. And my guides were very clear with me. What they said was, hey, Joan, are you listening? And it was what? And, and they were saying, look, Joan, you're here for a reason. If you don't want to step into the high frequency energy of what you're here to do, we're fine with that. We're cool. You know, but don't forget that, you know, many are called. So there'll be someone else who would want to pick up that energy and do what they're being called to do. So we always have a choice. And if we don't want to do it, there's someone behind it who's going to say yes. Not that that motivated me, but it did because I was falling into that funk. You know, it was 2020. I didn't know how I'm supposed to respond now to this long epidemic they were trying to, you know, push on us. 
And I was a little wonky and I needed a little angel, you know, wake up call. And I really dived into my work then. And I really started connecting with Joan of Arc, hearing her messages about freedom and courage, courage to do the right thing, you know, courage to speak our truth, courage to see the light. And, and I still tap into that energy today to have my own courage. That is definitely what's being called for right now on planet Earth, definitely. With a mainstream narrative that is being pushed and pushed and pushed and the collective hypnosis growing ever stronger, people who live outside the box really need courage to speak their truth and stand up for what they believe in. It's just a huge frequency that's going on on the planet. Yeah, courage, 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 courage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is going to take courage because honestly, I think that that was a prelude to what else is to come. And we have to, we have to hold steady in our own sovereignty, mm-hmm. in our own knowingness that we were meant to be free human beings. We were meant to express our potential. We came down here with a mission of awakening, not just ourselves, but others. Right. I know your listeners resonate to that. We all came down with this mission and now since 2020 this is the time yeah you know i have people calling me what am i supposed to do well this is the time to just start to breathe put your roots in the ground stand firm i call press out wings out right <laughs> and and believe in and believe in your potential and what you're here to do right. because people need to feel our confidence now yeah they they need to be reassured that we we have a handle on what's going on and that you know we're doing what we do logically chop wood carry water mm-hmm. you chop wood too you carry well let's all do it together and that will raise the vibratory frequency absolutely you know i'm as i said i've just come back from driving through the outback the desert of australia and when you get out of the city i'm i'm sure it's the same in the states you know, you have a very different perspective on life. It's a much, it's a much simpler. There's not as much pushback to the mainstream narrative. Everyone falls into line and does, you know, falls into line. Anyway, so finding food, like as somebody that's a vegan or a, or a vegan, I call myself, oh. um, you know, finding food that's not meat, it's it's almost impossible. It's impo- everything on the menu is a meat dish. Everything you know except yes. for an apple uh, and and yet little cafes and stuff won't sell you fruit like they just don't uh, even in the you know the petrol stations you can get chips and chocolate and fizzy drinks and yeah and I, I just like I saw the collective hypnosis of all of this and I thought wow you know even standing up for that belief is pushing against that narrative and making people think I was in a little cafe and I asked for stuff that wasn't meat. And the young girl behind the counter looked at me like, why doesn't she want to eat meat? You know, and it was just making her think outside in a different way. Like, that's strange. But it just, yeah. And we went to a, a place called Broken Hill, which is where Priscilla Ooh. in the desert, you know, um, Priscilla, the movie Priscilla. Did you see that movie? It was a famous movie about drag queens out in the desert of Australia. It was like huge with Hugo Weaving and a few different people. And it transformed that country town because I suspect that Australia is like the States. When you get out of the cities, it's like anything like gay or trans or anything is just considered crazy. But, you know, this movie made, God, in the 90s, 30 years ago, transform this country town and and people now can see a different perspective 
So in, in, in small ways, things are changing, yeah. In big ways, the things are changing. Things are changing slowly but steadily, yes, and new views. And, you know, it's ironic. We're here in Mount Shasta, which is one of the power points of the planet. And when Neil and I were looking for a place to live, he said, Joan, I want to be in Mount Shasta so I could have vegan food and vegetarian. Uh So we made the assumption that there was vegan. I mean, when we were in Tulum a year ago working, um, every restaurant we went to was vegan. The food was so good. I could hardly believe it. So I'm thinking to myself, yeah, Mount Shasta, vegan, vegetarian, right? Most spiritual town in the world. Not one vegan restaurant, no vegetarian options. I can hardly believe it. The produce in the town is better in Southern Cal. That's all I could tell you. So, of course, we don't, now we don't go anywhere except cook in the, in the kitchen here. But it was a surprise, Karen. Wow. Just, you know, it was yeah. just a surprise. You know, and we and I don't know why I said that. Yes, we look for I look for vegan and vegetarian food, too. Mm. But, you know, on the note of that, one of the things I've been thinking about is how toxic the planet is you we walked into this airbnb and i was here by myself the first few days i couldn't breathe because the whatever they put to smell the house they think it smells good to me it gagged me i could barely breathe and they had it in some electric plug so it could go all day long all night and for three days i'm choking i'm gagging until i could figure out how to stop these smells and i had to go out and buy all my own cleaners because bleach could drive you crazy besides harm your body and upset your hormonal system. So the, what I've been thinking about is how bizarre is it we live on this planet and almost everything on the planet, if you're not aware, is kind of designed to harm you. You actually have to be born awake now and really awake to get that it's dangerous to live unawake. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. It, it just dovetails with the conversations I was having with the girls out back. You know, one of them, a lot of them were far, like lived on the land all over Australia. They came from all over Australia. And one of them said she lives next to a huge, you know, wheat producer who produces wheat for the bread industry here. And he will not eat his own bread. And I said, why? His own What's wheat. That? He said, because he knows the chemicals he puts on it to produce such mass quantities, the fungicides, the herbicides, the pesticides. He said it's absolutely toxic and he won't eat it. <laughs> like, and he produces it and does it to make money, but he won't eat it. And it's like, yeah, we're systematically being poisoned by everything we do in this world. Yeah, it's by crazy. everything, the water, right, the air. It's, mm-hmm. it's as if it's not meant for us. Uh-huh. It's as if it's meant for some extraterrestrial being that can live in it or someone that can live in it and not us. It's a, it's the strangest thing, Karen. So I spend my time and I work with people on what do you need? You uh-huh. know, what is it going to take for you to thrive and have a healthy body, mind and spirit for you to remember why you're here and recall your gifts? Right. Yeah. Because no one's going to remind you. No one's going to hand it to you on a silver platter. You have to find out yourself. They're not telling us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way I see it with this whole toxicity that we live in, it's um, when you're running an industry, like one of the biggest industries is a pharmaceutical industry, when you're running an industry that makes money out of your sickness, you know, it, it serves you for people to be sick. No, we don't want to kill you. We just want you to be like, like low-grade sick all the time, allergies and you know chronic illnesses and but 
apart right. from apart from the chemical toxicity that we live in in this world, it's the mental toxicity that we live in. It's the marinating in fear and worry and and anger and resentment and yeah, that's really the the main drama I think. Yeah. What did the angels tell you about that when they were speaking to you? So you know, I've learned how to help people heal and turn on their power from the inside out. That's all we have. Because as you and I are discussing, the outside world isn't really harmonious with our inside world. And until we learn how to navigate our inside world, the outside world won't be so harmonious. So my guides are always showing me ways to help myself and help others align so we can hear the voice of our guides and get clarity on even our own mission or where to go or how to be. You know, we're in in dangerous times now. And I teach a class on intuition. Why? Because, Because learning to hear and recognize and acknowledge that voice could save your life. It could help you thrive when others aren't. It, it helps you hear between the BS. You know, it helps you go, oh, wait, my gut doesn't agree with that. I don't align with that. I was looking at a picture of some people who host a major event. And as I was looking at their picture, I was thinking, well, do I really want to be on that show? And that's a big one for me because that's a big show. I'm looking at that picture and in my belly, I'm getting a kind of weird feeling because I want to work with the highest vibrational frequencies of light. I want to be on your show because I adore you. Couldn't wait to get to know you better, but I feel the light vibrations coming. And I thought to myself, because I wanted to say yes, honestly, I want to say yes to this, but I didn't because I realized I don't know if I could actually beam like a light beam if I don't feel a resonance for the highest frequencies. And I pride myself on, I don't go live. I don't do Miracle Monday unless I'm in that energy that can help manifest miracles. Absolutely. I'm hearing you. There's many different steps on the path to ascension, isn't there? And uh, yeah, you've got to sort of stay in your lane because I get all over the place too. Oh, she's talking about that. He's talking about that. And then I've got to kind of stay in my lane and, and um, yeah, share what I'm sharing. And, and it's a different frequency to what other people are sharing because people are at different levels of awakening that are still quite ego-based and they resonate with these teachers. But yeah, I guess we've got to speak to the people that resonate with our message. Well, you know, so here's what I think. Yeah. I believe that many of us, like you and I and our audience, are volunteers. We knew planet Earth was a hot mess. We jumped up, leaped for joy and said, bring it on. That's our kind of work. But, you know, in order to come down here, we had to actually have the skills that they needed down here. You know, it's a job. It's sort of like a job, you know, to come down here. Not only did we need those skills, but we had to kind of pass certain tests because they had one shot at freeing planet Earth now. This is the shot. So they sent down the best of the best of the best. So if you're listening to this, you are the best of the best of the best. It's a matter of remembering. And it's a matter of, okay, you have a clipboard. This clipboard says, oh, yeah, Karen, um, her amazing shows, her movies, she's going to be waking up. Like whatever those assignments are, it's a matter of us waking up to them and remembering them and then saying yes. You know, the last component is saying yes. 
Say yes. Yeah. Saying yes. Say to yes. What to do. Yeah. You know, I was just thinking about that this morning as I was looking at. Um, I want to talk about your up, but but I want to get into the what is it called the the ultimate star being conference that's, that's coming up. Oh, and ultimate. I, yes. And as I was looking at the faces, because I've been watching these conferences come and go for years, because I've been doing this work for like thirty years. And I haven't been too involved in many of them. And then when I see this conversation, star being, I'm thinking maybe I wasn't involved in happiness conferences and stuff like that, even though this is what I speak about, because it was a different level of vibrational frequency, whereas this star being conference is like at another level. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm going to tell you about it. It is another level because Neil and I are really busy diving into it. And we just set up the schedule and the and the panels. There's a day of free panels first, and then 55 speakers. But they're not on all aspects of what it, what it takes to be a star being. What it feels like. What are the different kinds? What are the mechanics of it? Why is it even important, you know, to embrace this side of us? And one of the things about PTA's events is that you may have the speakers doing their things, but you have the chat. And I've never seen anything like it, Karen. Everyone goes wild in the chat. It's its its, its own class that's happening there. And that is part of the tribe of, of what I'm a part of. And for years, I used to know Neil and his wife really well. I would think, one day I'm going to travel with them. I don't know why. I just couldn't. I always, and I would say to that, I don't know, I'm going to be traveling with you one day. And now I understand why, because I'm on that same path of awakening and I'm probably part of the team that is doing that portal to ascension. But we all have, the key is, is what is it that you came here to do that it really would knock your socks off. You would do it whether you're paid or not. You're really doing it because it makes your heart sing. So when we find what makes our heart sing, and then we find a way to express it in the world, we release and free our energy. We free everyone around us to be themselves also and to heal. We activate them because we activated, we got activated too. I think ascension is catching. Okay, Karen, I think if I sit in this little mountaintop looking down at all the lights, I see, I always have my clients turn up their light, a little antenna. If I see all these antennas around the planet, they are lit. Yeah. They are a glow, you know, we're just magnetizing those frequencies for miracles. Yeah. Yeah, that's the key, isn't it? What makes your heart sing? As Bashar would say, follow your highest excitement, follow your bliss. What makes your heart sing? What would you do if you knew you weren't going to get paid a cent for it, but you did it just because you loved it? I mean, that's really the key, right? That's really the key. Uh, really? That's an artist's life. Just so you know, that happens to be an artist's life because they right. do do what they love and they we never know if we're going to get paid for it or if people will love it. But we, when I started that painting, Karen, I just couldn't stop. And, right. and I could not stop. There was never a thought, am I going to make a living on these? Or what am right. I going to, you know, it's like, and that is when you're coming purely from source. Yes. Yeah. I think that whole, uh, you know, doing things for money, it gets so mixed because we have to make money. Like we have, to, we have to do something to make money. That's part of the game here on earth. But, you know, so many people go into things to try and make money out of it. And, and that's fine. You know, that's fine. But it kind of muddies the water, doesn't it? If you just stay in the channel of flow, the abundance comes, you know, you looked after, I said to the guides right. years ago, 
listen, I can't work out the money matrix in this third dimensional world. It just doesn't make sense to me. I don't get it. Every time I go into some money-making scheme, I just lose money. It's like I do the opposite of what I intend. And, it's, and when I stop trying to make money, money comes. And so I'm like, what's going on here? And I said, look, I'm going to just like step out and you look after me, please. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I love that. that. You know, that is true. That is really true. And, and they say, do what you love the money will follow right true the more but but the key is is to really do what that that bliss that makes your heart sing right that confirms like your soul is awake you know you're yeah you, and then you feel that sense of per and purpose and you know i have a client i adore what what's her purpose her purpose right now is to be the light hold steady in her community up in, in upstate new york and and talk to people about what's going on and just be strong be herself it's not like we're being required in many instances well, you were required to be a talk show host, and maybe I was, but not everyone's required <laughs> to do this. You know, you're 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 being asked to hold your own, keep your your own space balanced. Yeah, yeah. I never I never set out to be a talk show host. It's so funny. I just I just said you'll find out when I chat about it on your show. But let let let's look at some art, shall we? I want to look at some of your art. Do you I want to show you some, some of the art? Yeah. So yeah. I, I want to tell you that a few months ago I was asked to call in aliens. Okay. Yeah. I was cool. at a I was at a kind of low frequency event. All right. So it was more higher like dimensional a, beings, higher civilizational beings, I call them, because you know, we yes. we we see the word alien as strange and foreign, but when you think of beings that are souls like us that exist in a civilization that is so much more advanced than us right then they're there they become the teachers like the university you know teachers not not the strange aliens yeah that's how i see them anyway yeah Extra an extraordinary being so yeah. so yeah. they said can you call in aliens and so i i started on their star beings and and they have these energies and it's actually a privilege anyway so my guide said yes you can call in the star the star beings joan right. so i go out into the center of the field we're in a place called joshua tree which is known for its ufos and I start doing this process. I don't know how to call it. Yeah, I couldn't call in angels, but okay, UFOs, let's do it. And I and I, I have my eyes closed and I hear a voice that says, look up. Uh -huh. And I think to myself, it's too soon. Holy moly. But I thought, okay, I better listen. And I open my eyes and there's a ship. And the ship kind of comes out of the mountain and it sort of stays above us and twinkles for a little bit to make sure we could see it. And then it takes off, right? And it was very profound for these people because, you know, some of them were, were in the corner drinking. You know, it wasn't like a spiritual crowd. All right, Karen? Some people had, had wanted to come into the circle, but they were told not to come. And a couple of people were told to leave the house. Okay? That was the weirdest thing. But then in the morning when we really downloaded and talked about it, it was a very powerful event. A few days later... I go to a disclosure festival. Alan Steinfeld is doing a guided meditation. I'm sitting there listening. And the next thing I know, this star being extraterrestrial comes into my consciousness. It looked like one of the ones that I've been afraid of. There was one particular star being, I, I would always say, do not come. <laughs> no, I'm hiding. Do not come. Like you can hide from them, really. Okay. So I, I had a sort of jump. And then it's like the being smiled at me. And, and I started, so within, by the end of that day, okay, I started channeling this art 
which is where we're going to start from. And the art started with the star being that I had seen. And then into sort of the interdimensional portals where they are and possibilities. So that's what I'm going to show you. Okay. So I can only tell you that when this one came through and, and I made a declay of it, so this is a print of it, but you can see the energies that's in the eyes. All right. The whole world is in her eyes. I feel like it's her. And she came down to really show me what's possible. And, um, and it was quite profound to see her energy. And so, and then I printed her, uh, there she's printed now. Oh, okay. So I, they want me to show you the one that came before that. Okay. So there was another version that came in. Let's see. Oh yeah. Well, we'll start over here. I don't know which place I'm in. So originally also that was the other energetics that began to come through and you, you can see the interdimensionality. It's almost like a plant medicine journey in that. I'm yeah. seeing your face. You look stunned. No, it's beautiful. I'm loving it. I, I love it. It's beautiful. And then yeah. they started to show me other energies of what was around in the field. Wow. Beautiful. Okay. So I'm sharing these because I'm creating a presentation for the ultimate star being ones on interdimensional living. Okay. Like what kinds of energies are there? What it feels like to be um, in these swirling sources of, of, I don't know, just really kind of high energy. So these are some of the beings that have been coming to me since really activated. I felt that after calling in the UFO and the star being came, I was completely activated into a new interdimensional portal. Mm. And that's where all the art is sort of coming from. This seems more mechanical to me. Mm -hmm. It was sort of a little bit more AI-ish. Then we started with this one. And then, like the dreams, you should know I'm a Pisces too. Okay. So Pisces are dreamers uh -huh. anyway. But I feel like these are some of the cities that are on those other planes. Yeah, that looks, yeah, like a city. So this goes out to audio podcasts also to lots of people listen on audio. So you'll have to check out these on YouTube if you want to see the art for people listening. But You're going to uh, have to check it out on YouTube. This is YouTube love. Rumble Rumble, and Odyssey I'm on these days. Oh, good. I was going to ask where you're at. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, yes. So we, have, so we have some of these. And then continuing, I was really asking to be shown some of the palaces, some of the crystalline structures. Where do we... Where could we even live in yeah. an environment like this? You know? So that looks ancient as well as as yes. um ancient, ancient and, world. Yeah, ancient world, but in the future. I, I kind of yeah, it has this ancient frequency but a futuristic frequency as well. So interesting. Sort of like a new Lumerian frequency. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I'm hearing the Lemurian energies, but you know, I it is interesting because the timelines you know, they expected us to come down here. They didn't tell us who you were, so we have to remember. And then they changed the timelines on us. Right. And they make everyone, everything a mystery. And they and they go after people who tell the truth. So what a conundrum. We don't know. And that's, you know, the great mix. This is a high-frequency being. 
It's a being. Wow. wow. You can see the being. You can see his eyes actually in the center. Mm -hmm. And so a very, very high frequency being, but still under the energies of the heart. So for those people listening, it doesn't really look humanoid. It really looks like a building. But beings, you know, beings live in everything. Like trees are beings, mountains are beings, planets are beings. Like everything has consciousness, right? So interesting. You don't see the eyes and the face. So inside him, I can see next to the heart. It's like if you can see the heart, almost as his shoulders. There's a head there. Oh, I see. Yeah. There's a little being. There's a couple of little beings. Even in the belly, there's beings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. um, So this one was one of my favorites. I love the colors in that. Love the colors in that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't even interpret some of these yet at this point. These are definitely where the. They're telling me this is a convergence of timelines and the convergence wow. where energies come together. Uh-huh. So so this is like, and then I'm I'm obsessed with hearts. So however a heart can come in, it will come in. This one's one of my favorites. It's sort of it feels like a a um what do you call leopard leopard hearts. Mm-hmm. So these are just oh see. And definitely on a planetary system far away is when I feel these frequencies. Mm. So this art will be available um, for purchase at some point. I'm going to kind of get it up in my... Ooh, go back to that one. That I like him. Yeah, I, I like him. No, the other one, he's gorgeous too, but the one before. it's that, that has... Yeah, I love that. She does. But I don't know if it's she actually, but it's, it's a spiritual angelic warrior. Yeah, I love that. And a guardian angel, one who's really come to, to protect humanity. Ooh, that one pops for me. I'm happy. Well, any of these, my friend, can be, as to, <laughs> I don't know if we can ship to Australia. And this one is just to me so reminiscent of the early times when the planet, when Source started to create worlds. Mm. It's kind of how I feel about this one. I want to fast forward, though, to the to the series that came through when I, I'm going to show it to you starting over here. I was here up on the mountain, and, you know, this is where Telos is and the Ascended Masters are in these mountains, okay? And I want to see if I got that one through here. Maybe I didn't even get it in this package. Okay, well, I didn't. Okay, so as I was on the mountain, we were doing a series of processes and everyone was talking about the beings that they were seeing. I didn't see anyone, I, but I did see this tree that was actually just like a dead tree, but it looked like a being was sitting on top of it. I, mm-hmm. I don't have it sitting right here, um, but it was this little thin tree. So the little th- thin tree, I, Everyone's talking. I saw Christ. I saw Buddha. I saw these beings. I didn't see anyone but this tree. So in the car on the way back, I'm looking at the tree. And before you know it, I start diving in. And many different beings came through from the rocks and the tree that day. This is one of them. There was a gathering of high spiritual beings that you couldn't see with the naked eye. I asked to have it revealed. This was the mountain, the rocks were in front of it. This was one of the beings that was actually on that platform where others were seeing St. Germain. Wow. And so the camera 
these are rocks and I see beings in the rocks and these were the activated rocks on the mountain there. And you can actually feel their frequencies. And this was a, the actual portal into that magic. And there's that tree trunk. It looks like it's that skinny little tree thing that's still in the image because I was enhancing and playing and asking for all to be revealed. So, and this was who came out, this goddess of the mountain. I believe that she's like Lady Shastina. Oh, beautiful. Goddess of the mountain. Mm. And these two other beings that came on that day. And so this is not from the same series, but it's quite interesting to be in my head. <laughs> it's quite interesting to be in my head. <laughs> I know how you feel. It's very interesting I, <laughs> to be in my head too. <laughs> so now, now they've told me that I can't rest, that my new mission is when I, so I do very deep readings with people about who you are, why you're here, what your purpose is, the mission. So you can embrace, I finally figured it out. I get people excited about who they are. Yeah. I get them more excited about who they are than they were. When they even like, I because you know, I know. This is right? why we. This is why we we feel so connected. You and I have the same mandate. Really, we have the same mission. You know, yeah. To I, I, somebody said to me, "You got to create an elevator pitch," and I'm like, "Oh, what?" If somebody asks you what you do in seven seconds, can you answer? And I'm like, "Crikey, no." But yeah, it came like activate, accelerate, acclimate, accentuate the new world teachers, and you do too. You do exactly that. That's right. And I've been told on the visionary's vision. I'm the visionary's visionary. Right. Visionary's so, visionary. A visionary. I help yeah. you capture the vision right. of what you came here for. And remember, Pisces is all about vision. Right. But what I'm doing now, and I just started with a couple of new clients, where I do very deep readings. Again, I call them soul awakening sessions. Just We're getting a new name for it. It's really like making your soul scrumptious again sessions making <laughs> you know scrumptious you know what was it what was it you called it soul visionary sessions soul like awakening soul, soul awakening soul visionary soul awakening but that doesn't even it so but but the art so once i do the session and then art my guys like just remember who you are they're, they're like connecting to when you came down here and why you came down here and this amazingness of you mm -hmm. then the art can come forward in that. So I would show you what I did. I haven't shown the woman yet, but really powerful art that shows you who you are at the highest of levels. Mm. Yeah. You know, I, I, I often think when I'm watching people watching, uh, speaking about their NDEs, you know, they're coming from a very linear third dimensional perspective uh, of religion. And many of them meet their own true self and they see it as God. Not that it's not God, but they see it as this deity that's outside themselves that, you know, like I saw this brilliant light, this amazing light, these lights, you know, I was speaking to God, but they're coming from that idea that God is this being outside themselves. And they're really only seeing their own being, their own inner being, really, their own, the light of their own being. Yeah. Waking up to who we are. Is the greatest joy, but sometimes it's elusive. Mm. Sometimes it's been easier to forget because the more you wake up, then the less you could forget. You know, 
So I thought I'd show you a higher yeah. perspective of this particular person. Okay. If you'd like to see it. It's yeah. the first time I'm sharing it. Um, and I'm excited about this essence to show. A beautiful woman who has come here to lead the way, who has come here to guide others into stepping into their power, stepping into their greatest gifts. So is this, this a, that. is this a client or is this you? Uh, this is not me. Uh -huh. I should be that gorgeous. No, this was a client. And, and the mission was to, to show that highest spiritual aspect so that when you have that in your home, it reflects back to you who you are and light codes from the higher realms and from why you came here are all encoded in that artwork that is framing you. So that is part of my my new work. If you're interested, guys, just reach out. I'm excited about that too, Karen. It's another way of people remembering. Mm -hmm. So you're doing digital art of people's higher aspects. Just a great way to, yes, so that you love yourself as much as your guides and your angels love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. So you can see how powerful you are mm -hmm. every moment. So you don't forget, you know, this, this forgetting, forgetting thing that happens. Yeah. One of the biggest thought forms that's been perpetuated on this planet is the thought form of, um, you know, we call it in Australia, tall poppy syndrome, uh, vanity. Like if you talk about yourself in a, um, in a higher perspective, you're being vain or you're being arrogant or, you know, the tall poppy syndrome is when the poppy grows above the, you know, chop off its head and make everybody uh, like that's the tall poppy syndrome. But there is a, you know, there is this fine line between talking about who you are and what you're here to do and sort of up, you know, big noting yourself, like trying to be special. But anyway, yeah. So I think that you can still love yourself and, and know yourself as an extension of that divine source and feel completely equal with everybody else because everybody else is too right like I, I remember I went to India I don't know 20 years ago and Sai Baba was saying I am God and so are you the only difference between you and I is that I've remembered and you've forgotten <laughs> wow right and that is huge that is such and that's so but you're so right Karen you know like ego can really take us right off the path. Right. I had a few lifetimes I've woken up, you know, in visions and I saw when I, my own ego got me right off that path and I fell and was in the untouchable in, in India. And when I was a chiropractor and, and I ended up losing everything as a chiropractor after I was injured, but I was at one point I had stepped into arrogance. Mm -hmm. I thought for a while that because I was good at what I did and so many people came to see me that there was something special about me and that attitude. Now I was a great chiropractor. I was good, you know, nothing to, you know, I was good. Yes. But not, not this ego, uh, egoic that somehow felt I was better because I now had that skill and there is an art form. I lost everything and I'm convinced is because I needed to learn compassion this life. I needed to understand and what really happens. And I lost everything. 
to teach me that lesson of you know how to walk in the world, share your gifts, but with humbleness and, and humility at the same time. It's quite an art form. It is indeed. <laughs> it is an art form, but it's also easy because I think that's been my lesson too. I feel like I'm talking to myself and many things that you're saying. <laughs> but uh, it becomes easy. I, I think that's just that recognition that everyone is you that everyone is you. One of the books that I loved reading when I was younger was Richard Bach's book, One. Have you ever read that book? He speaks no. about, yeah. He's, oh, Richard know, Bach. Richard yes, Bach. yes. Yeah. Those, those came oh. out quite a while ago. Yes, his books were really very powerful. Yeah. Understanding we could fly. You know, we were the bird. We were, you know, we were one. We're one. Yeah, exactly. One with the brilliance and one with the, depravity too you know uh yeah anyway it's uh this whole choice right we have free will Mm -hmm. we have free will you and i chose to spend this hour loving on each other and sharing this wisdom and having the stars around us and the high dimensional frequencies and that's the life we are choosing to create exactly exactly for people listening what life are you choosing to create yeah i feel like this conversation's a big wake-up call for a lot of people listening joan you and i together big wake-up call big message to people that are listening so hello we've been yakking for almost an hour shall we talk about what do we want to talk about shall we talk more about the ultimate star being conference do you want to say any more about that well i think everyone should come if you really want to know your potential as a star being and and what is possible when you think outside the box. Um, What are you going to, you know, but I'm going to talk to you on Monday about what you're going to talk about, but it's a great conference. I think, I think we really ought to talk about what, what inspires people to be the best that they could be to live this path, you know, because I don't know about you, but I eat vegan now. I don't eat meat, you know, and at some point along my path, I gave up the things that lowered my frequency or I let go of, had to let go of people that were not at the right frequency, people, places, and things like this process of awakening requires such discernment, Karen, that I just want people to know it it can, when you raise your own frequency and vibration, you step into the bliss molecule. You, You just change your energy and it's worth every second of learning these tools. That's yeah. what I think. I know. Being away with these amazing women, I think I was the only vegetarian one amongst them, which I found interesting. Not not that that's a judgment call, but because many of them live in the country and, and um, meat eating is just such a mainstream, you know, way of thinking that um, it takes quite a lot to stop because I love meat to tell you the truth and dairy and cheese and all that sort of stuff I love it I don't eat it because I don't like it I eat it because I don't I don't think it's sustainable to feed seven billion people in these systems that we've got going on the planet and I want to be part of the solution and not part of the problem so it's really more of a collective overview for me it's not it's it's not the reason that many people are vegans but it's like we need to change the way we do things on planet Earth because it's not sustainable what we're doing. Many things I do are not sustainable, like driving petrol cars and all that sort of thing, but um, I'm not in control of that. I had a really interesting talk with the star beings as I was driving, frustrated at being in a petrol car and taking so long to where I had to go because I've got memories of 
travel being really different, like from other planets. Yeah, like teleportation <laughs> and even like I why, can't I, wait. why aren't I in, like I knew as a kid, you know, that I would be in a flying car when I grew up and I am not in a flying car 60 years later. Like why aren't I in a flying car? Like I reckon we've been really well, stunted in that way. I have news for you, Karen. If you go back, if you look at some of the, a lot of people are talking about a civilization called Tartaria, and the photos in, from Tartaria show flying cars in the 1800s Ooh. and electric lights in the 1800s. These have all been hidden from us. Wow. And from us even seeing them, but they actually were part of your history. And you could even be remembering ways that you lived here on the planet. Wow. Yeah, because yeah, we do have breakthrough memories that come through. Yes. When I say that they've changed our history, they really have. Mm -hmm. And the magnificence of humanity has been sort of dumbed down as opposed to really being shining a light on us. And I think that this ascension, new ascension timeline wave is important so we can bring in the positive and the and the sense of optimum wellness and optimum health and optimum well-being and optimum potential and you know everything on a higher plane so sataria was Tartaria. a had to say had to say Tartaria, T -A -R -T -A -R -I -A. Tartaria. i have a few videos on my youtube channel about mm -hmm. Tartaria, and i'm actually going to take when i kind of free up some of my energy take more deep dives yes I think Very I was fast. watching you and Rob Box talking about it. Was that right? You and Rob? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Tartaria. 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 And that was on Earth, was it? Was on Earth? In the yes, 1800s. It was on Earth. In it was 1800s. on Earth. Well, we don't know. It could have been hundreds and hundreds of years. This civilization oh, right. was an extremely high frequency civilization. Right. That the cities were actually in the in the form of a star. Right, and the buildings had had those spires that actually pulled out the free energy from the sun. Right, and then distributed the energy through not just the buildings, but through the canals around the city, and powered everything. And the wow. cities were designed. One of the, I remember that show with Rob. I was telling him, Rob, these cities were designed to bring happiness and joy. Now, can you imagine living in your country or mine in a city that was designed? To bring happiness and joy. Mm. I'm praying that we have that in our lifetime, Karen. Yeah. That we can all live in cities that bring that and eat food that raises our frequency and brings us closer to the light. Yeah. Happiness yes. and joy. Happiness and joy. Well, happiness and joy is an inside job, no matter what frequency or dimensional stance you're living in. It is, a, you know, it's inside the third dimensional matrix. It is more of a challenge to find the happiness within, but I guess that's the challenge we've given ourselves, right? We've given ourselves that challenge to be in the third dimensional matrix and find that happiness and joy. But yeah, with that happiness and joy, the creativity just streams in. The, the new systems, the new creative ways of living on earth can just find you and uh, you can implement that as you're doing, Joan. Right, right. I'm telling you, this is a great planet a great life if you say yes and if you start to choose to listen to that you know your intuitive intuitive voice that's telling you you could be more you can you know you can be yourself yeah more truly 
absolutely. You can be more than your limiting beliefs about yourself. Yeah, you can be more than that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, darling, what a joy to be with you today. What a pleasure. What an absolute pleasure. (laughs) Okay, so I'm looking forward to when I interview you, Karen. And I just love this energy. I I love your presence. And just being one-on-one with you has just been very nurturing and uplifting. I know. I feel like you're holding on to so much. We could talk about so many secrets. Tartaria and angels and, and, and star beings is just scratching the surface with you Joan there's so much more to uh to talk about with you but we'll have to do that another time darling one thank you so much for being on the show it's been so beautiful my honor hon I'm so excited thank you guys I love you all and look forward to the next time yes we're gonna have to dive in again this is great how wonderful to chat with Joan we have seen each other on quite a few different conferences and shows and with Sheila Seppi and stuff. And yeah, it was lovely to do a one-on-one, as she said. And I'm going to be on her show in a couple of weeks. Uh, uh, we're going to do a live. So that will be on the 10th of, where are we now? October? Yeah, we're on October. 10th of October, my 11th, your 10th. We're going to do it live on Facebook and YouTube. So if you go to her channel, you'll, you can see us yakking. You can see the gals yakking again talking about talking about me but we'll talk about her too you know we're we're collective beings where we're the same her and I in many ways you know we we love to talk about other people as much as we love talking about ourselves oh I don't really love talking about myself I have to say but um the guides do use my stories to illustrate points of view I'm trying to put across they'll say you know talk about when this happened to you and talk about when that happened to you and talk about but they give me memories and stories of other people that I've spoken to 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 illustrate things that I'm saying you know story is such a powerful way of of imparting information because we remember story that's how television works that's why there's so many soap operas you know we remember people's stories uh yeah that's how the collective hypnosis was put in place by telling stories through our television systems and movie systems um yeah, and people remember the stories, but uh, it wouldn't be good if we remembered the uplifting, expansive, you know, higher dimensional stories instead of the tragedies like the news. The stories told on the news are all tragedy, tragedy, and they don't follow up with the tragedies. Like what happened after the tragedy? Recently on our television networks here in Australia, they talked about the Bali bombings, which happened 20 years ago, 2002 in Bali. Some terrorists uh, went into a um, nightclub in Bali, a busy nightclub, and um, blew it up, blew it up inside and outside the nightclub. Lots of people died. So they've made a whole Netflix series about it, with t- talking about the tragedy. But they haven't talked about the aftermath, like what happened to those, the follow-up of people. How did that change people's lives for the better? You know, like what, what happened to those people? I, I, one of them is in my book. He wasn't on the Netflix series or the series. It's not Netflix. I think it's Stan, the Australian equivalent. His years of grief after that, because his daughter was killed, he just decided one day that he just didn't want to feel that bad. And so he deliberately made an effort to think more positively and it changed his life and it changed everybody's life around him. So that was the outcome of the tragedy. And yet in our mainstream, you know, television and movie making and diet that we get we don't hear the outcome of the contrast that we live in life so what I try and do on the shows is to show that outcome like tragedy happens and how did did it awaken you how did it 
how did it serve you? Because that's very much the soul perspective, the higher perspective that we come into this contrasting, polarized, dramatic world, marinating in fear, and we use the darkness to evolve the soul. You know, God or source uses the light and the dark as an evolutionary process for the soul. Uh, and so it's all set up for us, it's happening for us, not to us. And much of what we're going through, although it looks like I get, you know, the personality me gets frustrated at the corruption that I see in the world. And then when I tune back into my higher self and the guides, they say, it's all happening for you. Look how the corruption's waking people up. Look at the mass awakening that's happened in the last couple of years. And I'm like, yeah, right. It's working. It's working for us, even though it doesn't look good to live through or to look at. It's working for us. It's working for us. Hence the book Awakened by Death. You know, death is seen in this world as the biggest tragedy that we can have, whether we experience the death of a loved one or a friend or even our own death. It's usually through some sort of illness or something. Um, and yet it can be such an awakening process when you touch your soul, when you get reintroduced to the glory and the divinity and the light of your true inner being. Death can do that for you. It can be a beautiful gift, really, a beautiful gift. But many people in this world don't see that. Anyway, beautiful to talk with Joan of Angels. And yes, she's implementing a lot of conferences. She's got a lot on the boil at the moment. I'm involved in the Ultimate Star Being Conference, which is happening in November. It's been moved. The dates have been moved. I'm looking at the 3rd to the 7th. I wonder if it's later. Let me just have a look in my diary. Ultimate Star Being Conference. Yeah. So it, it's starting. It's a five-day online conference starting on the 3rd, it looks like, to the 7th of November. I'm going to be speaking midday my Sunday, which will be Saturday night in the States on that conference. But wow, you should see the lineup. Sherry Wilds there. I've had her on the show. Foster Gamble, love Foster, made the Thrive documentaries. Adam Apollo, love Adam. I haven't had him on the show yet. We have talked about it. We've sent messages back and forth. We just haven't organized it. I think because we're both busy, he's really busy. Dan Winter, which comes from that very scientific perspective. Mary Rodwell, I love Mary. And lots of people. Go check it out. Akura, who we've had on the show, incredible star being. Yeah, there's about 50-odd people. Many I know, some of them I don't. Obviously, Alan, Rebecca Hardcastle-Wright, Joan of Angels, uh, Alan Steinfeld. Oh, I see. He's obviously one of the hosts. And um, Neil Gore. Neil's always got wonderful things to say. Magenta Pixie. Everyone always talks to me about Magenta Pixie. She's a UK spiritual teacher. And uh, someone just sent me a video of hers the other day, which I have to look at, talking about asteroid, talking to an asteroid. She was talking to an asteroid. I'm like, cool. I have to get her on the show. I've never had her on the show. Uh, Elizabeth April, Caroline Corey, love Caroline. Ray Hernandez, who was just on the show a couple of weeks ago. Love Ray. Geraldina Roscoe. Anyway, Bridget Renee Holiday. As I say, Phil Goober. We've had, I've had lots of them on my show. It looks like a fabulous conference and I'm thrilled to be a part of it, really thrilled as I'm one of the ultimate star beings. <laughs> I'm actually very earthbound as well. I've had so many lives, so many lives on planet Earth. I think I've explored every aspect of what it is to be human in and out, in and out. Worked on my karma in this lifetime and how many years ago? I think it was about 10 or 12 years ago. 
my life shifted exponentially. I didn't do anything specifically, but I felt this shift. And I said to my guides, what's happened? And they said, well, you've done the karma. You've worked on it all. You're done, finished. Like karma as in those desires unfulfilled from past lifetimes, we come in to fulfill them in other lifetimes. So I had fulfilled those desires. I had um, worked through what I wanted to work through. And now it's time to like accelerate the uh, the teaching process and accelerate the showcasing new old teachers and accelerate the ascension process, which, yeah, happened about 10 or 12 years ago. Yeah, it was really beautiful. But it was, I could feel a real shift. It's kind of like I could relax. I could just relax. Yeah, it was lovely. All right, guys, uh, coming up in the Inner Sanctum, I'm on this weekend, but I don't know if this will come out before this weekend. But anyway, I was just at a, I just did a live the other day talking all about that and, and who's coming up. Check it out on karenswain.com slash inner sanctum. All right. Love you big time. Remember, check out the book Awakened by Death if you haven't already. And I'll catch you next time. Big love. Bye for now. Bye.